TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Careers Unplugged, the weekly show connecting you to secrets of career success. Careers Unplugged is hosted by Rich Sayer and Stu Hayes and proudly sponsored by the Master of Me coaching program. If you feel being happy, committed, and passionate about your career is important, you're in the right place. My name's Rich Sayer, and I'm here with the fabulous co-founder of Careers Unplugged, Make a Big Training, and the Master of Me coaching program, Stuart Hayes. Stewie Hayes, g'day, g'day. <laughs> g'day, g'day. It's great to be on the show, Rich. How, how's things? Uh, I'm having a great day, and, oh, and I'm, ex- I'm really excited about our uh, special guest. Uh, why don't you introduce him? I'd be thrilled to introduce him. So our special guest today has worked for one of the world's largest accounting and advisory firms in his early 20s and that was a role that took him right across Asia in a whole bunch of different roles. But then he left and he started and managed and owned and sold eventually his own successful agricultural firm. He's back in the ag business again but he also has the prestigious title of being the co-owner of a boutique beer brewer, the Fortitude Brewing Company. Jim O'Connor, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Stu, Rich. Mate, uh, we're going to talk about beer and we're going to talk about beer, but we'll get in a little bit of talk about a career as well. Um, How did it all start? You know, like uh, this big rap, world's biggest advisory firm, you went to uni, what happened? Yeah, look, uh, I went to uh, Queensland Uni and did a commerce degree. I didn't really know uh, what I wanted to do at university, so I felt commerce was a was a really good grounding in business. And uh, from there, I, when I graduated, I was fortunate enough to be uh, given a position with uh, with Arthur Anderson mm. in Brisbane, and uh, they at the time were you know, one of the largest accounting firms uh, globally. And uh, and as Stuart alluded to. Uh, was able to take me uh, throughout uh, throughout Asia. I worked on a uh, quite a, a large job over in uh, in, in in Brunei, Dar es Salaam, and from there was able to uh, you know travel around different parts of the world uh, with that particular experience. Uh, so yeah, that's how I ended up in that uh, in that advisory firm uh, for probably about two years in my early twenties. So um, what what was your actual goal, your career goal, when you were twenty years old? Yeah, I think I just wanted to try and get as much uh, experience as I could in, in, in all sorts of different businesses. I, I genuinely didn't have any particular type of, uh, you know, business in mind. I just knew that I, that I liked all different types of businesses. And I, I felt that the, uh, the opportunity that I had with Arthur Anderson gave me some great exposure to so many different businesses. And uh, yeah, I thought from there that would be a really good platform. I knew that I when I joined Arthur Anderson that I didn't, I didn't think it would be a, a career path that I'd want to take on through to being a partner of, uh, of, a, of, a, of a big accountancy firm like that. Um, but, you know, I went in there with really wide eyes open um, and wanted to try and experience all the different businesses that, you know, I was able to do uh, different jobs that I got to work on. Uh, and then when I thought the timing was right, uh, I would look to take a, a different move in my career path. So is this, uh, you know, people talk about Generation Y and how they like to jump um, from career to career. Uh, is, that, is that what it was all about for you? 
look, I don't believe it was, you know, that I, I wanted to just jump around all the time. Um, you know, certainly, as I said, when I when I sort of joined Arthur Anderson, I, I knew that I didn't want to go full, you know, to the full extent with a with a career in professional services. Uh, it was just a, a good opportunity to get some exposure and learn some different things. I mean, when you come out of university, uh, very quickly you understand that, you know, you don't, it's not so much that you don't know know anything, but you don't have any real experience in in any of the, uh, the day-to-day issues that come up in these businesses. So you sort of go back to square one in some ways into mm. learning. Uh, you know, the, the wonderful thing about, you know, going to uni is it gives you that confidence that you have that capacity to learn you know, different things and uh, to be able to you know, put your best foot forward when it comes to putting your hand up and being being part of different jobs and and being exposed to different experiences. So, uh, but in, t- in terms of jumping around, no, look, I, I didn't. It wasn't my intention to do that. It just I knew that I didn't want to be with uh, in a professional services businesses business long term. So, just based on that that idea that uh, you know you go to university and uh, you learn a bunch of stuff. And yet you come out into the real world, into the workforce, and a lot of the skills and the tasks that, that we all do day-to-day in, in our various roles are not taught. How much do you think uh, your family, your father's career, for instance, uh, and your experience with siblings influenced the way you went about your career? How, how much do you think that their experiences you took on board from from your childhood and and there were some sort of lessons that that carried into the day-to-day oh look significant um you know lessons growing up and just you know observing the way that um you know my my parents worked my you know my dad uh you know in particular how he uh he operated in business uh and how he carried himself and, and and how he applied himself to his to his to his job uh was hugely significant for me um, to take that into the workforce. Uh, it's not to say that you, at university you don't, you don't learn things that aren't, aren't applicable in the real world. Uh, certainly not trying to say that. It's just that I definitely felt when I had my first day at Arthur Anderson, I did feel like I was back at square one again trying to learn. And, and really all I could draw upon then was certain experiences at uni, but then again, as you said, just uh, taking on board a bit of a work ethic and the ability to be able to apply myself that I, that I did see with family growing up. Mm. Did you find that, um, you know, during those times, have you had mentors and people that have sort of helped you um, to, to stay on the right path? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think, um, you know, my, my dad has been particularly influential. I mean, he's been somebody who I could always turn to when uh, I had to had question marks put over what I thought was the, the next path to take, whether I was making the right whether I thought I was making the right decision or not. And he was just hugely supportive either way, um, which way I wanted to go. So yeah, definitely I think it's really important to have somebody that you can go and speak to who can who understands probably who you are as a person. Uh, and understands a little bit about your personality as well uh, and then can sort of help to guide you in some way as to whether you're going to be making the right decision. Ultimately, that decision still remains to be yours. Uh, but, you know, it does give you a, a lot more confidence if you can bounce those ideas off somebody who you have, you know, a lot of respect for. Sure. How do you measure your 
success? Is it is it based on um, financials only, or is it uh, an enjoyment? Obviously, uh, moving into beer would be pretty enjoyable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you measure, and, and what do you put your personal success down to? Well, certainly, uh, financials are, are probably the easiest of them all to measure on. Uh, but definitely there are so many other factors, you know, now that I'm, I'm learning. Uh, I think when, when I was younger, I suppose that there was that strive towards financial. I didn't have, uh, you know, I, I, when I didn't have a young family, uh, I suppose to a large extent everything that you were doing was, you know, for yourself and for your career. I didn't really have to worry about too many other people other than myself at that time. Uh, so I guess to that extent, the financial element of it is, and, and the experiences that you that you gain, they're the sort of ticks that you hope to achieve. As I've moved further along in life, um, I probably have placed a little less importance on the financial, although it still remains there because you know I, our responsibilities change from not only just being that of of yourself, but you know you've got some you know, young children and a family that you want to uh, that you you know aspire to want to be able to look after uh, and 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 help them to achieve the the dreams just as it was for me. Mm. So I guess now I'm, I'm measuring success more on how much enjoyment I get out of the job and, and the, different, uh, you know, the different experiences that I can, I can be involved in. And if that turns into financial success, which you know, I hopefully hope that it will, uh, you know, that, that certainly does help uh, while you've got those responsibilities of a family. So mm-hmm. that's how definitely waking up in the morning and knowing that I want to go to work and, and... <laughs> absolutely I mean in that in this period so you've, you've had a, a quite a diverse range of experiences already uh, in your career um, have there been times when you felt that maybe you were heading in the wrong direction you know they were, they were hard or even dark yeah, well definitely uh, when I made the decision to uh, you know, to, to join the family business uh, back in 2001. Uh, something didn't feel quite right um, after maybe 12 months uh, of being involved. I, I felt that you know, I was enjoying uh, being involved in the family business, but I did know deep down inside that really what I wanted out of life was to to try and be involved in a business that I, that I owned for myself. Uh, yeah. It was very fortunate that uh, I was able to, you know, discuss that openly with the family, and you know they were in a position where they were, you know, willing to uh, to hand over the reins to you know, myself and, and, and my brother and sister who were, were my business partners. Was, um, was that a, was that a tough a tough process? Was it tough to front up and say, look, this isn't working for me. How about we go about this in a different approach and you know, families have, you know, dynamics amongst themselves and, and of course, you know, family and business that, that I'm sure would have been at times quite difficult. How'd you go about that process? Uh, Rich, I think I was really fortunate that, you know, my family has always encouraged us to to go into business for ourselves if that's what we wanted to go and do. Mm. And so I actually found a, quite a, an easy uh, transition because you know, one, the other party, which happened to be my parents, were very willing to, to, to hand over the rights and, and to sell the business to um, my brother and sister and I. So mm-hmm. that, that, 
significantly easier to actually broach the subject and then also to actually tra- make that transition. And they were, you know, they were wonderful in that, in that whole approach as well because they, they provided a lot of assistance, not just in support, but also just financially as well to make that very difficult transition into taking on a business of your own because mm. it, it is a step. And it's during those times where you start to, yeah, you start the question. We had a, a particularly good year the first year that we made that transition. It was in a business that, you know, we were comfortable and familiar with, so it, that made it a lot easier as well. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, you know, there, you still have those doubts as to whether you're making the right decision. And I can look back now, and and I definitely think that uh, you know, some of the things that I did and some of the decisions that I that I made, uh, or that we made, I suppose, if I, I've got to include my brother and sister there, uh, you know, we could have gone about things a bit differently. But for myself personally, you know, I put a couple of roadblocks up. Uh, with my, you know, with my parents, etc. I was very keen to sort of, you know, show that, you know, I was the man. I suppose if you could put it that, yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Put those roadblocks up, and as I look back now, I probably didn't need to do that. Um, I could have probably been a little bit, uh, a little bit more forthcoming in in allowing them to, you know, help out in that transition as well. But they were, they were, they were prepared to help out as much as I, I wanted to, but I, I could have let them help out even more. Uh, <laughs> what, well, pride actually got in the way a little bit there, you think? I think so. I think it's just, you know, you naturally, if you're a strong individual, uh, you know, in, within yourself, I suppose there was a bit of pride there that thought, oh, look, I'll, I'll be right. I can go and handle these issues on my own. Yeah. And I look back now, uh, you know, uh, I was always willing and happy to go and talk to uh Talk to my parents about issues that came up in the business, but uh, I could have been a little bit more uh, forthcoming and got them a little bit more involved um, in certain issues, and that, that that came up when you when you do own a business of your own. Mm. What would be the uh, the darkest moment or the biggest mistake you think that you've made in your career to date? Okay. Oh, I've made made several. Um, I, I think <laughs> you're, you're not alone. <laughs> Split them into two. I think the biggest mistakes that I've made uh, will probably be taking the view that you know we were a bit indestructible in the uh, in the the agricultural business that I owned with my brother and sister, and we we ch- uh, chased growth at all costs. Yep. And made some really poor decisions when it came to making acquisitions of businesses that we bolted onto that. Uh, we didn't go through the proper proper due diligence and I didn't involve other people uh, to help make those decisions. We just went about it a little bit erratically and didn't really go back to my training that I got through my days at Arthur Anderson and thought a little bit more clearly about whether I was doing the right thing. I didn't go and speak to, you know, mentors that I had, you know, uh, been dealing with my entire life. We just went out and made those decisions. They turned out to be wrong. So that, that was some of the bad decisions I made. In terms of darkest days, probably after we sold the business, uh, for 12 months after that, uh, when I, we had a, a fairly nasty accident uh, with a, an employee in New South Wales and it ultimately uh, turned out to being a... Uh, we, we, we got charged by WorkCover and uh, myself personally as a director of the company, I got personally charged and, and that was a really dark moment and mm. it took a couple months to get that off the off the table and that was a really confronting set of issues for me. How did did you deal with that? You know, you're confronted with, you know, uh, liability, 
but you know, was there some sense of you know I've made a big mistake here, or and 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 how do you deal with that? You, who do you talk to? You go home and talk to the wife, of course. Yeah, it was very difficult uh, on her. Um, mm. about it. And I think actually, I knew that the uh, the charges were coming because I I received a phone call. <laughs> I received that phone call on my birthday of all things, actually. Mm. So I, I knew that they were coming. Um, how did I deal with it? I well, fortunately, I didn't actually have the the day to day running of the business to have to deal with. So, to some extent, it was only it was the only thing I could really think about for, for a short period of time. So, I was quite focused uh, in how I was going to deal with it. I got a couple of ex- really experienced professionals who knew how to handle these matters. Uh, people who had had the same thing happen to them, I went and spoke to them about how they they handled it as well. Uh, to just Provided a sort of level of comfort that, oh, look, you know, yes, we have to recognise at the end of the day that we we can make some mistakes in our business uh, and that I made some mistakes uh, as a director. What what would you have done differently, you know, look, if if you had your time over around that sort of issue? Look, I I was given some warnings about the the nature of our, our work and whether, in fact, we were addressing those safety concerns properly. And I probably didn't heed them enough, as I said a bit earlier. We chased growth at all costs, and what I should have done was just taken a big, deep breath and said, "This is a really important issue. Mm. I should have, and I should have addressed it properly, rather than sort of putting it to a side and saying it'll resolve itself because it never did, and it was a significant issue. And eventually, it came back, and uh, and, and we got caught out on it. Um, so I can, I can." Look back now, and I've learned some really hard lessons on that one, both financially, but also, you know, very personally, just having to endure that particular that moment and 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 those particular charges to to come out the other side of it. Now, I think I've definitely uh, I'm a lot better. And are they lessons that you think will you know? I mean, stepping away from manufacturing, are they are they things that that apply in life generally? I think if you've got some warning signs that something isn't quite right and some people externally can see that and are prepared to come forth because they they care for you and they're they're alerting you to these problems you shouldn't just dismiss them i think that's so definitely it doesn't just happen to have have to be in business could be in any part of your life if somebody is able to see something that maybe you can't for yourself i think you need to be at least willing to listen to what they might have to say and at least go back and don't just ignore it uh, and to say, oh, it'll be right because sometimes it's just not. And the only reason I think people sometimes will put that commentary towards you is you know, because they've got your best interests in mind. It's the wake-up call, you know, the, ta- the tap on the shoulder. Yeah, it definitely, uh, it definitely was. And uh, it was just a, yeah. Have you I had should- a wake-up call you know, from someone during your career that maybe they sort of took you aside and said, hey, Jim, uh, mate, you know, have a second guess on this direction? Oh, look, definitely. I think while I've been, after we sold the the agricultural business and, and probably in the last few years while I've been sort of searching for the next things to go and do, uh, I think constantly I've been, and, and I, I go back to, you know, my dad, he, he's always been a good sounding board for me. i you know, he he comes into you know my office probably once or twice a week, and we just sit down and have a bit of a chat, maybe go and have a beer, and 
and some lunch. And uh, you know, he's always asking me what, you know, what's on the on the horizon. And you know, he, he will he occasionally make some comments about various things that might come up. For a classic example, would be. You know, when it comes to going into business with, you know, whether it be with family or whether it be with, you know, with partners that aren't within family, just the reminding me of some of the important issues that might come up or that, you know, that may come up in the future if you just don't start thinking about them right now. So I think, yeah, definitely uh, that those sorts of things can happen. So, so Jim, take us through. You know, you've talked about some uh, some tough times, and you know, thank you so much because I know that that. You know, as a, a listener of you, I, I learn as well as the people uh, at home as well. What about the highlights? You know, what have been the things that you've just absolutely loved that have happened in your career? Uh, I think uh, going and working overseas with Arthur Anderson was a fantastic experience. And to do that at the age of, you know, 20, 21 was just fantastic. I think the thing that I liked the most about that was that I really set my mind on wanting to get on that job and uh, you know, to be able to see that come into fruition was just great. And it was, the experience was everything that I had hoped for out of uh, being involved in that type of project overseas. Uh, you know, in more recent times, the sale of the, of the business, the agricultural business in 2010 was a tremendous highlight because for... 10 years, four of which were, I worked within the family business and then six as an owner, uh, for that then to find the culmination of that to be to sell the business and to have some realisation of all of your hard work over that period of time, that was just a great highlight for me. Uh, and I suppose more recently, just launching the the Fortitude Brewing brand with, uh, with my business partners, Jared and, and Ian, that was... That was a real highlight. I'd never started a business from scratch. Uh, normally, it had always been, you know, we purchased a business and we we try and grow it uh, on the merits from which you bought it. Uh, but this was this was a really new challenge for me to come up with, you know, create a new idea with with a friend of us and, and put it out there for the scrutiny for everybody and to actually have a really successful launch. Uh, that was an exciting day, and to this day. Every day that I wake up, and it's usually the first thing that happens to me. Every <laughs> well, you you're a having beer. a beer first thing, yeah, yeah. Good beer buzz in the morning, huh? I'm having a beer, but you know, it's just interesting. Uh, you know, one of my business partners, Jared, uh, he's a cardiologist, and yeah, we're just different people. He a lot of his work is done in uh, the late hours of the night, and I'm more of a morning person, so he sends me a lot of emails and, and commentary during the late hours of the night, probably when I'm thinking about going to bed. So the first thing that happens when I wake up in the morning, I just, you know, I have a look and see whether I've had any messages that come through. It's, it's always about the brewing, the brewery. <laughs> you, you touched on something there that you, you know, and, and I, we're going to need to know more about how this came about because, you know, starting a beer company is pretty, pretty dang cool. But uh, you talk about there, your partners are quite different people, you know, morning, night, different skills. How important is that for a successful business partnership, do you think? Hugely important, I think, Rich. Um, why in the in the in the brewery, uh, certainly we are different people. We you know we have very similar, I think, foundations as as people. Um, you know, we have very similar values, mm. but different people in that we have different skill set. And and the same goes with with any of the business I've been in. Certainly, uh, in the uh, the agricultural business that I'm involved with, with my brother. 
yeah, we just have different skills. Uh, you know, Michael, my brother, tends to be more on the sales side. Uh, Jared in the in the brewery, he definitely is you know more involved on the sales. I tend to be a bit more of the uh, the back office person, I suppose if we can put it that way. Uh, and I think you need to have you need to have those changes uh, differences in roles to, in order to make it work. As long as we you have a, a mutual respect for that that function and what that mm. person brings to the business, mm. but to think that you've got all the answers yourself. Mm. Uh, in, Particular role, it's. Uh, I think you're fraught with a little bit of danger. So, if you were meeting a new person, you're at a party, and mm-hmm. someone says, "G'day, Jim. What do you do? What do you say? Are you an entrepreneur? How do you answer?" Oh, I don't say I'm an entrepreneur. Yep. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's actually right for me. Um, I, I think what I've managed to do is, you know, I, I get involved in businesses where. I'm probably building upon some of the strengths of some other people. And I'll, I'll, speaking with regards to the brewery, uh, you know, Jared Connors uh, is a, a friend of mine from school. He has always had a lot of interest in, in brewing since uh, you know, since the age of 18. and Making moonshine at the backyard. Well, he's always been really good at making... Uh, you know, making a lot of the, the homebrew for the homebrew kids that you used to be able to, you know, be able to get. Uh, he's a bit of a, a bit of a, a chemist at heart. So when I ran into him for the first time in about seven or eight years, uh, you know, it was one of the, one of the questions that I asked him is, "Are you, are you still homebrewing?" And it was something very passionate about. Uh, and you know, to be able to recognise that that's something that he is particularly good at, and knowing sort of. What People said, "I think that I have to to, uh, to bring to a to a party or into into a business. I think it sort of works quite well. I, I sort of put my uh, put my skills against uh, that against those of others, and we just try and see if we can get something off the ground. Or if in the case of you know of the other businesses, I you know try and see whether in fact uh, we have a good fit to be able to take over a particular business and and drive it forward. So, but if somebody asked me specifically, Rich, what uh, what do I do? I just mm. To say that I'm uh, business owner, owner, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which always is a bit of a place, and probably imagine. Is it is say. is the answer um, reflective of the person you're talking to to some degree? If you're in an ag context, you're in the ag business. Sure, look, yeah. definitely. But at the same time, I think uh, the one great thing about being involved in the brewery is that it, it's it's a level that everybody appreciates i think it's just that type of business that evokes emotion within people and they just think wow that's a that's really interesting wow that must be a bit of fun <laughs> you're making me <laughs> you're making me thirsty um look you've you've been hugely successful in so many different roles um and you know you've got a bit of a midas touch there and turning things to gold, what would be your gold nugget if you were going to give advice to uh, someone coming through? Or yeah, what would be your general good advice? Your golden nugget. If you're going to uh, cancel a, or if you're going to resign from a particular role and try and move forward with a you know, with an idea or a dream or go and buy a business. I think the, the gold nugget within there is to make sure that you can afford to do so. Uh, and by that, I mean, uh, you know, one of the, the great lessons that I was given was, uh, you know, if you're going to go into a business that you're very passionate about and is probably more of a, 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 you know, a dream 
if I can put it that way. Uh, being able to fund that dream uh, so that you can give it give it your right efforts, but not to put too much pressure on yourself uh, just for your day to day living. I think probably be you know, the best advice that I could give. Mm. And what, what are some of the ways that you might go about doing that? Well, I think if you're within a job uh, that pays you, you know, well, uh, and a lot of the stories that I hear from people who have been involved, and I'll use the brewery as an example, some of the owners of other breweries that I've, I've spoken to, they've kept their, their, their day job whilst they pursued their dream in the after hours all the planning, etc. There's hours and hours of planning that go into starting your own business. Mm. Uh, so, I've, think, I've, yeah, there's there's no shortcut. There's the common, the common. Thanks, uh, and I think also understanding what type of business you're going into. I mean, you need to understand whether there's going to be money coming in from day one, or whether there's going to be money uh, that's going to take a little bit longer to come through uh, down the track. Uh, so, I think. Just making sure you don't put too much pressure on yourself uh, by actually keeping keeping a job, or whether they even be just uh, you know, doing a role which uh, allows you to bring some money into the uh, onto the table to keep you uh, keep you alive and kicking while you continue to pursue your your dreams is really important. So, change of direction slightly. Um, if you had your time again, would you have someone else's career? Uh, no, no. I've had a, a great time doing all the things that I've been involved in. Um, I've had a, a, just a, a ball of fun uh, throughout all the different things that I've done. And yeah, some of them have been high moments and some have been low moments. But I think that's mm-hmm. the joy of, of a career and of life. And, and a great testimony to the fact that you've had a great career too. That I, I, I think it's wonderful. Jim, I reckon uh, going into beer, you could pretty much say, let the good times roll when you speak of good times. And uh, we're very much looking forward to getting our promotional uh, keg that you promised us. Uh, well, you haven't yet, but I'm sure there will be one forthcoming now that I've asked so nicely. It's about all the, the time we've got today, and it's been a real pleasure, mate, having you on the show. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks for sharing um, your stories of the journey um, and uh, yeah look to, thanks so much yeah thank you Jim right, uh, Rich and Stu yeah. very much appreciate it to all of you at home in the car or wherever you are thanks for joining us make sure you visit careersunplugged.com or Facebook to leave your comments you can talk about beer you can ask Jim questions and of course give this episode a five star rating on iTunes do it for Jim do it for the Fortitude Brewing Company This has been Careers Unplugged with Richard Stewart. Careers Unplugged, proudly sponsored by the Master of Me coaching program, helping you succeed in life, career and business. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.